Hello and welcome back to the 5-Minute Fantasy Football Podcast. I am the overanalyzer and happy to have you joining me here today. It's Tuesday and you know what that means. It's waiver time. Today I'll briefly discuss last night's doubleheader as well as make a quick update to my losers for the week. Spoiler alert, it's all of the Falcons. We'll then take a look at who's worth a pickup on the wire as we head into week 5. Last night we had two Monday night football games beginning with the New England Patriots taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Patriots were without Cam Newton due to his positive COVID test, so Brian Hoyer got the start. However, he did not make the most of his opportunity, only completing 15 passes on 24 attempts for 130 yards and through an interception. He was eventually replaced in the second half by Jared Stidham, who didn't do much better, but did throw a touchdown down to Nikhil Harry. Damian Harris returned from IR and had some promising moments. Harris carried 17 times for 100 yards and led the backfield over Burkhead and James White. White was involved in the passing game, however, with 7 receptions and 38 yards. The Patriots were not able to get much going and will look to bounce back next week against Denver. The Chiefs won the game 26-10 and did so with Patrick Mahomes completing 19 passes for 236 yards and 2 touchdowns. One touchdown was to Tyreek Hill and the other to Mecole Hardman. Both receivers logged 4 receptions for the night. Clyde Edwards- Lair also carried the ball 16 times for 64 yards and had another game with no touchdowns. Although it's a bit concerning he hasn't found the end zone since week one, his usage is promising and his floor remains high. He'll look to find the end zone next weekend versus the Raiders. The Chiefs defense also had a nice game, forcing three interceptions, two sacks, a forced fumble, and returned a touchdown. On to the second game between the Atlanta Falcons and the Green Bay Packers. I'll make this one quick. The Packers are good. The Falcons are not. Aaron Rodgers completed 27 passes for 327 yards and threw four touchdowns against the Atlanta defense, which played like a struggling high school junior varsity team. Aaron Jones had another nice game, totaling 15 carries for 71 yards, as well as eight receptions for 95 more and a touchdown. However, tight end Robert Tanyan was the star of the show, scoring three touchdowns on six receptions while gaining 98 yards for the night. Earlier, I mentioned I'm updating my weekly losers and go ahead and throw the entire Atlanta Falcons organization into this one. Matty Ice was just ice. He threw 28 completions for 285 yards and no touchdowns. Of those 28 completed passes, zero were caught by Calvin Ridley. Yes, Calvin Ridley gave you and me a big fat donut for our Monday night matchup and helped cost me the week. Forgive me for still being bitter about that. Julio Jones? A lot of you are really regretting the draft capital spent here yet again. Seems every year we find ourselves having this conversation about Julio. He did not return for the second half due to re-aggravating his hamstring, but prior to that caught four receptions for 32 yards. The only spark this offense had was with Todd Gurley, who I must say did not look very explosive, but did end up finding the end zone twice, rushing for 57 yards on 16 carries. I told you to stash Brian Hill yesterday, and for that I apologize. Feel free to drop him to make room for tonight's bidding. With Julio out, you would think that Ridley would soak up some targets, but he and Gage remained quiet, with Olamadi Zacchaeus ending up with 8 receptions for 86 yards. A terrible night for the Falcons, who are now 0-4. Now it's time to hit the waiver wire. This week brought more unfortunate injuries, with Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler being the most significant. With that, let's start with the running backs to target. First on my list is Damian Harris in New England. A lot of people already had him stashed in their IR spot, but take a look to see if he's available and make him a priority if so. With Sony Michelle in IR, Harris could continue leading 
leading this backfield, but will be complemented with Burkhead and James White. Next is Justin Jackson. I'm assuming Josh Kelly is long gone. If so, take a look to see if Justin Jackson's available. He should serve as a useful counterpart to Kelly now that Eckler is out for some time and is also an athletic pass catcher which can benefit from PPR. Moving on, Dearness Johnson. With Nick Chubb out for an extended period of time, make no mistake this will be the Kareem Hunt show. However, if you want a piece of this backfield, make a claim and drop some fab on Johnson as a stash. He ran well with his opportunity after Chubb went down, and the Browns do like using two running backs. He may be more of a stash for now, but definitely worth the consideration. While you're scouting the wire, take a look to see if Chase Edmonds is there. He may have been dropped by other than the Drake owner, but he's worth an ad given his usage in the passing game and Drake's overall disappointing performances so far. Keyshawn Vaughn's another name. Vaughn took over as Ronald Jones' backup and managed catching two of three targets for 22 yards and a touchdown. He too is a stash, but looks like Fournette will return this week. On to wide receivers, T. Higgins followed up his two-touchdown effort from week three with a four-catch 77-yard performance, adding 13 yards on the ground. He's He's out-targeted AJ Green and looks to be a primary threat in the red zone. With Chris Godwin unlikely to suit up on this short week versus the Bills, Scotty Miller has another opportunity to soak up some targets and has put up double-digit scoring on three of four games this season. LaVishka Chenault, due for a breakout game after a career-high 86 receiving yards in week four. He too has double-digit scoring the last three of four games and an average of five targets a game. He's a stash and can be very useful once the bye weeks hit. Juan Smith stepped up posting 13 catches on 17 targets and a pair of touchdowns. He's a stash for now and a start again if Michael Thomas is out. Hunter Renfro also worth consideration with his usage and involvement in the passing game for the Raiders. And I'll just throw out Olamide Zacchaeus, who as mentioned earlier, soaked up the targets with Julio and Ridley non-existent. He's a stash for now. Other names to consider are Cole Beasley for the Bills and Tim Patrick with the Broncos. On to quarterbacks, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's had three games with at least 20 points this season. Gardner Minshew, also at least 20 points in three or four games. Game script normally calls for several passes in this offense. Justin Herbert, the talent is there and so is the upside. And Teddy Bridgewater, who's coming off of a 276-yard three-touchdown day against the Cardinals. On to tight ends, Robert Tanyan. He exploded on Monday night, but keep in mind the Packers have a bye week five, so you'll need to hold them on your bench for another week. Eric Ebron will be rested after an unexpected bye and facing an Eagles DST that allowed 11 fantasy points per game to tight ends not named George Kittle. Dalton Schultz is here again. Cowboys like their tight ends and Schultz is getting targets. He did suffer a bruised thigh late in Sunday's loss to the Browns, but the expectation is he will play this weekend against the Giants. And Austin Hooper with the Browns, who finally got more involved and caught 5 of 7 targets. Streaming defenses? Assuming the Rams, Steelers, Patriots, Chiefs, Colts, and Bucks are taken. The Cardinals have a nice matchup versus the Jets, and the Browns have the Colts. That's going to do it for today. As always, thank you for listening, and good luck with the waivers.